Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servants. And now, today's message. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Oh, I said somebody celebrate the Lord. If you believe your testimonies in this house, celebrate the Lord. If this is your celebration, I'm sorry for your celebration. Hallelujah. Who can sense the anointing in this village already? You know, today I sent a message to a particular platform and I said that the, the cloud is thick. The cloud is thick. Listen, the first prayer that we prayed, we're praying that we will launch into the frequency of the Spirit of God. There is a place in God where you get to. Everything that you need is released for you. And I thank God for the man of God for leading us into that dimension. Tonight, the heavens are open over your life. Who is ready for your next level encounter? Ah, are you ready now? My God, my God, my God. I see the angels of the Lord. Just entering into this place right now. My God, my God, my God, my God. The atmosphere, there is a stirring. There's something known as the power of the Holy Ghost. When that power comes upon your life, there is an evidence. There is an evidence. There is an evidence. And there are six people under the sound of my voice right now. Daddy said that he's giving you an evidence. 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 My God, my God, lift up your hands. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It has started right now. It has started right now. There is an evidence of the Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands. Oh. Pray in the spirit right now. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 I want to hear your voice in prayer. Just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Rebe dogosina hastaya. Libelebende ke papa. You have a microphone. 
Ninia Patele, Rabazan de Lebecota Niende, Oh Rabbi Contele, Ribene Kosha Calabaya, come on, pray in the spirit, as hard and as fast as you can, Maseke Telebridigaya, Rebe de Cotosa, Rabada Cataya, Rebe de Becotaya, we are the labor world of the spirit, the place of baby foot of destinies, the place of baby foot of ministries, the place of baby foot of glory, Ayan Calababa Cataya, Rebe de Kula Bashataya, Reke Dabacata. Rebele de Cosatilia, Rebe de Beconda la Picaia, Rebe Santa la Bahia, Mandelibi Cositia, Lebedian Tolomato, Ipalia Belebeta, Ipalia Beleta, Rapadima Sotaya, Rebele Belebeca, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And he said that there's a spirit of travail. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. <laughs> Come on, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, Come on, lift up your voice. Oh. Oh. Rabadu Thank you, Holy Ghost. We give you glory. Wave your right hand for the Lord. Say, Father. Father, tonight is my night. Tonight is my night. Come on, let your confession be real. Say, Father. Father, tonight is my night. Tonight is my night. I am here for an encounter. I'm here for an encounter. Touch me. Touch me. Let my life never be the same. Let my life never be the same. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you believe God has heard your prayer, shout a big amen. Amen. Give a clap of friends to the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you take your seats in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. How many of you can sense that God is here already? You can sense that God is here already. Wonderful, wonderful. The uh, tone of things that the Spirit of God has put in my heart that we are going to do tonight. And I believe that somebody is going to leave this place totally and fully empowered by the Spirit of God for your glorious destiny. If you believe in Jesus, shout a big amen. Or oh, as I shout a believing amen. Isn't the man of God has literally preached half of my message already? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So I just want to give you a uh, touch on one or two things. Hallelujah. And then uh, we are going to enter into a time of prayer and then uh, prophetic ministrations. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Put your right hand on your chest and say, Father, my heart is open and my mind is ready to receive with humility the word of God that can change my life. I'll be blessed. I'll be imparted. I'll receive from you. And my life, no, the one sitting beside you cannot even hear you. Say, my life, my life, my life, my life shall never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Now, the reason for prophetic eagles convocation is because God has an agenda for the end time church. 
the body of Christ in the last days. There's a purpose and a plan of God concerning us. You know, tonight, the first thing that the Lord wants me to share with you is that tonight, there are two categories of people over here. There are those who came for just a sign uh, so that they can receive their miracle or they can receive an encounter or they can come back with a particular testimony. But the Lord said that there are another group of people who are over here who, if they are going to position themselves, it is not just about a testimony or of a miracle money or something or a healing or some breakthrough or some marriage or whatever it is that you are looking for. But if you are going to open up your heart, he said that these ones are going to have an encounter which will not only give you a testimony, but it's going to make you an instrument in the hand of God. An instrument in the hand of God. This is beyond receiving something from God. It is at the point of God making something out of you. Jesus, when he encountered uh, some of his uh, disciples, he told them, especially Peter, he said, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. So it is not just that I'll bring healing to your mother-in-law, I'll bring something, uh, a manifestation of a particular miracle that you are looking for into your life. He said, I am going to make you. So tonight, depending on your positioning, depending on the reason for which you are here, God will either just give you a testimony, a miracle, or he's going to make an instrument out of you so that you become a testimony to the world. A testimony to the world. So the spirit of God tonight is raising the army of overcomers. May you be a partaker of this grace. It's normal in every church. In every church, there are people who allow themselves to be raised by the Spirit of God. And before long, you realize that these ones, they don't just experience miracles from God, but God begins to use them for manifestations of grace. They become uh, movers and shakers. They are not just uh, participants. They are partakers in whatever is going on. They have entered into a place of koinonia, a place of fellowship with the Spirit of God, to allow the Holy Ghost to work and to move through them. And these are the people that God is looking for. Our meeting tonight is not just for somebody to just receive a prophecy and say, oh, your marriage next year by this time you are going to be married. But I know somebody over here next year by this time you'll be married. But it is not just about that. But for you to discover your prophetic destiny and begin to align with the will and the purpose of God concerning your life. That God, why did you bring me into this world? And in this last day, this end times, your scriptures have shown us what have shown us that we are in the end times. What is my place? What am I supposed to do as a part of this end time army? The scriptures are very clear that in the end times that the world will be dominated by a special group of God's children. A special group of God's children will operate in the dominion mandates. This is what I call the hidden generation. You study the book of Matthew, you study from the chapter number 1, from the verse number 1 to the verse number 17. You see the Bible talking about three dispensations. Three dispensations. And in each of the dispensations, you see 14 generations per each dispensation. Right from talking at the, in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 to 17. The Bible speaks about how Abraham begat Isaac and Isaac begat uh, Jacob and so on and so forth. And so you see the generations over there 1 to 14 from Abraham to David you see 14 generations from David to uh, Jeconias you see 14 generations but from Jeconias to Jesus you see 13. 
13 generations. But the Bible tells us that these generations are supposed to be equal. So it's supposed to be 14 per generation. What is that hidden generation? What is that hidden number? Which ones are these that are supposed to be partakers to make a completion or to complete the generations that God has purpose? These are the special group of people that God is raising in these end times. Go and study. You realize that it is 14, 14, 13. For you count it from the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top. You find it as I've, as I've, I've showed you. There is a hidden generation. This generation, the Bible tells us that God had purpose for them to be a mystery and they are the ones that are being birthed forth through Christ. They are being birthed forth from Christ. You realize that Abraham begot, Abraham, Abraham, Isaac begot. All of them were begotten and begotten and begotten. When you go to Jesus Christ, what did Jesus beget? Jesus begot the church. Jesus begot the church. So the church is that hidden generation to complete the move of God telling us that we are in the end times. The consummation of the matter is at hand. The consummation of the matter is at hand. Just like God brought the woman out of man, God is, has brought the church out of Jesus, out of Christ, to form another generation where he's going to endure his power for manifestation of his purposes on this earth. May you become a partaker of these dominion mandates. In Micah chapter number 4, you said it from the verse number 1 to the verse number 3. The Bible says that in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established at the top of the mountains and all the nations shall flow into it. So it's telling us that the dominion mandate in the last days is going to be given to the house of God. If you are not a part of the house of God, that dominion authority you are not going to operate in. In Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 20 says, God said, let us create man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. So the purpose of God creating humanity is for men to have dominion, men to be in charge, men to control his world, men to bring the world onto submission to the mind and the purposes of God. May God empower somebody under the sound of my voice to take your place in these last days. God did not make the world for unbelievers to come and take over. No, he made the world for his children, his men and his women to find their place and to take that place of authority. The Bible says in the verse number 3, And he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar off, and he shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift a sword against nations, neither shall they learn war anymore. This is talking about a place where God has subdued the nations, has brought them. The Bible says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. God is bringing the world to a place where the world is submissive to the authority of God upon the earth. And that authority is going to start manifesting it through his children. It's going to start manifesting it through his believers, the overcomers, uh, that those who are going to be testimonies of God, trophies that God is going to use to show the world that this is who I am and this is the power that I have on this earth and amongst humanity. When we are not able to grow into this dimension, we become like babes, tossed to and fro by every slight of men, every trickery, every cunningness, every evil thing. We become victims, but God has not created us to be victims. Lift up your right hand. Say, I refuse to be a victim. Say, I refuse to be a victim. So there's a new sickness, coronavirus, and then you become a victim. There's a new uh, uh, a disease, a flu. You become a victim. No. As a child of God, God has empowered us to 
to operate in a higher dimension than this. You heard a testimony of one of our sisters. She said that, ah, she received, during the time of the COVID uh, uh, pand- the pandemic, we, the Lord used me and I gave a word and I, she entered into that covering. Said every single individual at a place of work, they all received life-threatening sicknesses. They all got sick. But for her, not as though she was more uh, careful than any of them, she was covered and protected. Why? Because God had given her a dominion mandate. Look, we came in contact with so many people who were carrying the virus. Who were carrying the virus. But why is it that the virus could not have dominion of us? Why? Because we understood that we are in charge. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm in charge. God wants to raise a generation of believers, children of God, who are not afraid of the issues that are going on in this world, but they are going to take their place of power, their place of authority, and they will not be victims. Whether they are economic downturns, economic shutdowns, we are not touched. We are protected. We are insulated by the authority and the power that we carry. This is the end time generation. This is the generation that God wants to take over. And as we hear this word, God is causing a stirring in our spirits. Listen, the Lord said I should tell somebody, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It has no matter the situations that are going on around you. Don't be afraid. There is power in you. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Listen, that does not mean that challenges will not come. Challenges will come, but you are empowered to overcome them. The Bible tells us about a time when there was a prophet of God called Elisha. Elisha was revealing all the secrets to the, to the king of Israel or the plans of their enemies, the Assyrians. The Assyrian king got so offended. He called all his generals together. He said, who, which of you is against me? Is, let me know the traitor amongst you. They said, that, okay, none of us are betraying you, but there's a prophet in Dothan. There's a prophet in a small village called Dotan. He, even the matters that you think about in your heart in your bedroom, he sees them and goes to tell the king. So they sent a mighty army, and the army went to surround the small village of Dotan. They held it under siege. They surrounded it. The Bible tells us that the servant of the prophet Elisha came and said to his master, Master, we are undone. Master, we are over. It is finished. We are done for. We are done for. The young guy was probably so scared, shivering like a leaf, wondering whether it was a good thing to have followed this man. He said, I knew that following this man would get me in trouble. Now, look at that. All our enemies have surrounded us. What are we going to do? The man of God, because he had been with the Lord. You see, when you have been with the Lord, you see things and you know things. When you have been with the Lord, you are not moved by what moves others. When you have been with the Lord, you have had an encounter with truth. Because what you see may not be the reality. There's a difference between facts and truth. Truth is what really is. Facts is what you see with the sense, you see with an optical eyes. You are able to sense with the, the five sensory organs. So you are in contact with the physical world. But the real world is a spiritual world. 
The real world is a spiritual world. And that is where truth operates from. Truth operates beyond the confines of the natural world. It goes into a higher dimension, a higher realm of operation. And it begins to dictate the natural world. The Bible tells us the things that we see, every little stone, every leaf, every tree that we see, it was created from things which be not. There are things that are in existence, but you cannot see it with your natural eyes. You cannot hear it with your, nat- your, your, your natural ears. You cannot even smell or taste it. But they are there. It is a spiritual world. It is a spiritual world. And that is where God wants us to pray from. That's where God wants us to pray from. We must understand that we are spiritual beings and not natural beings. When we understand these things, you go to a hospital and a doctor will give you a report. What would have caused others to cry? You know that no, it does not matter what the, this report. The Bible says, whose report have you believed? Many years ago, my own mother went to the hospital. She was having some abdominal pains and a distension of her abdominal area. And when they took a scan of her abdomen, they realized that there were some about three fibroids that were there. So great that she needed to perform a surgery. She said, no. Now, I'm not saying that you don't go and perform surgery if you need surgery. Amen and amen. I'm just giving you an example of somebody who was able to take charge of the situation. We operate at different dimensions of faith. So, based on my level in the spirit, based on my age in light, my revelation, I may do certain things that you may not be able to do. If you follow, you do it because you think I'm doing it, you may end up in trouble. Are you understanding me? Yeah. So, that is why you may have, we all operate at different levels. So, please, if you think you don't have the faith for it, don't do it. God can use a doctor to help you. can use medicine to help you. After all, I'm a pharmacist. What do you think? Now, if we heal all of you, how will we get money at the pharmacy? <laughs> amen and amen. Then we'll close NHS. <laughs> amen and amen. As for this one, the personal attack. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So she heard it and she said, that no. She doesn't feel she wants to do this surgery. But she believes that God can perform a spiritual operation on her. Can you believe that? And so she entered into fasting. And she fasted and prayed, fasted and prayed, fasted and prayed. One day in the course of the fasting, she had a dream. And in the dream, she saw some doctors operating on her and removing the fibroid. The next day, she went to the washroom. Something passed out of her. Boom. Three clots of blood. Boom. All of a sudden, the distension ended, the pain ended, the fibroids were all gone. No doctor's knife touched her. She was able to exercise dominion over her own physical body. In this end times, God is raising more of such people. I pray that you be one of those people. I said, I pray that you be one of such people in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus turned water to wine, letting us know that even chemistry obeys spiritual laws. He walked on water, letting us know that even physics obeys spiritual laws. He ascended into heaven, letting us know that even the law of gravity is subjected to a higher law, the law of the spirits, the law of the spirits, the law of the spirits. I pray that God is going to help somebody over here to understand the movings of the spirit of God and mature yourself, allow yourself to be matured by the spirit of God to enter into this realm of dominion. In that realm, we are in charge. In that realm, we are in charge. In that realm, we are in charge. We are empowered to dominate by the Spirit of God. Joel chapter number 2 verse 28. The Bible tells us about how the Spirit of God in the last days was going to come upon the children of 
God. He said, it shall come to pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Someone say prophesy. They shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. He said, and upon all that servants, and upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out of my spirit. He said, and I'll show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Look at that. He said he will show wonders in the last days, in the heavens and on the earth. Listen, I'm trusting God and believing God that God is going to raise miracle workers out of this place. That is why we have been talking about proof producers. People who show evidence to the world, who show working to the world, that what we believe we can do it. What we believe we can produce it. What we believe we can do it. Receive that grace now. We can produce proof. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, and you shall receive power. Miracle working ability. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This has been the message I have been blowing by the Spirit of God this whole week. That God has called us to be a generation of power. Who can pro- provide evidence. He said, you must be, you, that you will be witnesses of me. Who is a witness? Someone who provides evidence. And he said that this evidence that we provide are products of power. So you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you be a witness. You show forth to the world that Jesus is alive. Our message of Christianity is one of the most bizarre messages ever. What are we propounding? What are we telling the world? That a man came from heaven. He was born of a virgin. As though that is not bad enough, we said that this man did not sin. We said that this man healed the sick, raised the dead, walked on water. And then we said that this man was arrested and he was killed. And he was crucified. And we said not only was he crucified, on the cross he died. And they even certified whether he was dead. So they pierced his side with a sword and blood and water came out of his side. Out of the three that were crucified that day, he was the only one who died. So they did not break his legs. They carried his dead body. And we are telling the world that this man was put in the tomb. As though saying that the man was born of a virgin was not bad enough. He said that this man, after he had died three days, he resurrected again. He came back to life. And then, so if he's alive, where is he? We say he's in heaven. Where is heaven? Where is heaven? So we are preaching a bizarre and virtually abstract message. We are talking about somebody whose body cannot even be found. Where are his bones? You are telling us that this man has resurrected. The message does not make sense to the natural mind. So because God is more intelligent than the wisest of men, he knew these questions would come. So he said that, don't go and preach until I have endued you with power. I have baptized you with power. So that you may prove through literal evidences that Jesus Christ is truly alive. If there's somebody over here, and then uh, one leg is shorter than the other, and then I tell you that Jesus is alive, and you say, what kind of message are you preaching? How can a dead man come back to life? And then I say, sit down. And then I say, in the name of Jesus, one leg, grow and meet the other. And you see your leg literally growing. Is that possible or impossible? Naturally speaking. Naturally speaking, is that possible? Can an adult leg grow? No. No. 
But in the name of Jesus, we have seen it happen over and over again. After I have pulled out your leg and I tell you that Jesus is alive, you lift up your hands. What have I done? I have provided an evidence that there's something I can show you to at least validate the authority, the veracity of my message. Whether the message is true or not. So he says that we are supposed to go and produce proof. And God is looking for people who anoint. He will use them as proof producers. Look, you may be here that you are here because you are trusting that there will be a prophetic word concerning your marital destiny, concerning next year about this time, whether you'll be driving your car or not, or whether you'll still be using your leg bands. But you see, in the midst of these things, God wants you to decide that, Lord, I want to be a proof producer. So use me. It is a desire which is higher than the mundane desire of natural things. May God bring somebody to this level. So he says that this is the end time army. This is the end time army. And these ones are the manifested sons. You see, and the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter number 8, the verse number 19, that the earnest expectation of the creation or, or the creature is what? The manifestation of the sons of God. In Hebrews chapter number 12, the Bible tells us that we have come unto Mount Zion. Everyone who is born of God, everyone who is born again, who has believed in Jesus Christ, accepted him as their Lord and their Savior, they have moved location. It wasn't just a change of nature, but it was also a change of country, a change of kingdom. The Bible tells us in the book of Colossians chapter number 1 that we have been translated from the kingdom, a king and a domain, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And in Hebrews 12, 22, he said that we have come to Mount Zion. We have come to that kingdom. We have come into Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. So in Christ, there are various citizens. There are various kinds of people in, in Zion, in, in, in that Mount Zion. There are various classes of people. And in this, all of these people in Zion, they reflect the Father. They reflect the Father. Nobody can exist in Zion without reflecting the Father. No, it's not possible. You must reflect the Father. So that is why there's no sun there, but the Lord Himself in the midst of thee, He shall be a light unto thee. So in the kingdom, there's no sun. Like the way we wake up in the morning and we see the sun, and we we get light from the sun. No, did you realize that it is by the reason of the light from the sun that we are able to see and identify people? Because light gives empowers vision. So without light, I will not know you are here. If there's no light over here, we'll be bumping in each, into each other. We'll look around and we'll not see anybody. In the kingdom of God, in Zion, the light over there, that gives identity, is the reflection of the Father. Is a reflection of the Father. Is a reflection of the Father. And each of the individuals in Zion, the level of glory that you emanate, that emanates from you, or the level of glory that you show forth, is dependent on how much of the Father's glory that reflects. So the closer you are to the Father, oh my God, the more you shine, the more you shine. Now, who are closest to the Father? Is it the servants or the sons? The sons. The sons. So, the highest category of people in the kingdom of God are the sons of God. 
That is why when God will come himself to start a family, he did not just send anybody. He sent his only begotten son. So Jesus had to take the highest category. You see, that was God becoming flesh. And he was introducing the kind of relationship that he wants to have with humanity. So the Bible says that God spoke from heaven and said that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So Jesus was the son of God. The highest category of people in Zion are the sons of God. Are the sons of God. When you study the Bible, you realize that there is a, a, a lot of talk about the sons of God. This matter that I'm sharing with you, I'm, I'm sure I may be losing some people right now. When we talk about sons of God, it is different from children of God. It's different from children of God. The sons of God are a particular class of beings in Zion. Very powerful, having great authority, having great power, and they are able to exercise judgment and execute the mind of God at various levels. The first mention of it is in Genesis chapter 6, 1 to 4. The Bible says the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they came unto them, and out of them straight beings came forth. Some were giants. Some had various figures. God did not like that because it was not his will for those beings to interact with the daughters of men. But because of the fall, the gates of the earth had been opened. Easy access by beings of other realms. These sons of God that the Bible spoke about in Genesis, they were angelic beings and they came to have interactions with the daughters of men. The second mention you see in the book of Job, chapter 1 and chapter 2, the Bible said the sons of God, they had a meeting with God. These beings have special meetings in the heavens. And there they come. So Satan came in the authority of Adam. And so when he came, God asked him that, where have you been? Because all, and the question was not special. Sometimes we think it was special to Satan. But no, God was asking all the sons. Because the sons have jurisdictions over domains where God has placed them in charge of. You see, some of us think that the only world in this world is the earth. There are other worlds, other planets, other, other galaxies that are part of God's kingdom. The Milky Way is just one of the galaxies that are part of the creation of God. And all of these have authority figures that watch over them. The Bible speaks about the heavenly hosts. All of these places are governed by certain spiritual beings, authority figures. And these are the ones that the Bible speaks. Even in the book of Job, the Bible says that the stars are the sons of God. The stars are the sons of God. So there's a class of people, they, are, they carry great authority. And Adam, when God created him, was also in that class until he lost it to Satan. Until he lost it to Satan. Satan himself, when he said in Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12, he also must have been a son of God. He was cast down because sin was found in him. Was found in him. Jesus Christ himself was called the son of God. But the Bible tells us that out of Jesus, out of Jesus, God is raising another group of people. This time it is not just some special people sitting somewhere, but we are those who are in church, who are born of Christ. And these are the ones the Bible says that the 
creature is waiting for our manifestation because all of God's creation desires for governance. All of God's creation desires to be dominated and to be directed on what they are supposed to do. And it's the sons of God who have received the mandates to be able to exercise the authority of God upon this creature. So until the creatures encounter the son of God that has been assigned to them, they are left in a state of vanity. Uselessness. They don't know their identity until the one whom God has empowered comes to take over. Listen to me. There are things in this earth that are looking for people to take over. There are finances in this world that are looking for people to take over that they can use for the righteous works of God. May God find you worthy. I said, may God find you worthy. I said, may God find you worthy. These are the sons in these last days when they are grown, they begin to manifest. They begin to show forth their nature. Oh my God. They become living testaments of God. Paul said that you are my epistles, written not with, the, uh, with not written with the hands of men, but written upon the hearts, written by the Spirit of God. God wants you to be a handwriting, a message to this world. A message to this world. A message to this world. We carry extraordinary power to supernaturally affect the course of nature. Daniel chapter 3 verse 25. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were cast into a burning furnace. And even fire could not destroy them. The, uh, Nebuchadnezzar said, I see another man in the fire. And he looks like the son of the gods. The man saw that the, the being that he saw in there looked different. Look different, and by that, by that difference, that authority, he was able to dis- uh, quench the fierceness of fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were no harm. God is raising people who will be able to understand their authority and even have authority over the natural sciences and bring them into subjection. Look at the healings we have been experiencing in this place. They don't make sense naturally. There's no pharmacology book that I can use to explain the miracles that happen over here. And yet I'm studying them. There's no pharmacokinetics or pharmacodynamics over here. Nothing. No, 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 no. There are higher laws. Higher laws. There are higher laws. There are higher laws that govern all of God's creation. And when we become aware of these laws, we begin to control the world. Information, knowledge is key. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. Meaning his people are not supposed to perish. But because they lack understanding. If we can catch understanding, we will change our world. We will change our world. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, empower me to change my world. When God spoke to Jesus, he said, this is my beloved son. The word son, he used a special word in the Greek which is the hues. This is my special son. This is my beloved hues. The word hues is not used commonly for sons or for children. In the Greek, there are a number of words that can be translated as child. There's what the Bible calls technon, and the Bible talks about nepus. The Bible also talks about bephros, and then the Bible also talks about hues. When the Bible uses the word technon, it's relating to anybody and offspring that comes from anybody. When the Bible talks about Bephros, it's talking about a little baby who needs milk to survive. So he says that as a, little, a newborn Bephros, babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So Bephros talks about 
uh, a certain stage of uh, physical maturity but as children but this time the context is in terms of maturity so an abuse child is a child who does not know how to speak does not know how to communicate does not know how to use skillfully even his natural organs so an abuse can be there and then he will pee on himself or herself and be laughing <laughs> you meet an adult who does that and laughs you say that no there's something wrong over here there's something wrong over here because maturity is based on knowledge so an abuse so the bible says that we should no longer be an abuse we should no longer be in a peace. Paul said that I wish to communicate to you as mature, but you were not mature, so I had to communicate to you as nephews, as babes. So I could not tell you the deep things of God. There are deep levels, deep revelations that if God opens your eyes to them, you will walk as a God. He said, Have I not told them that you are gods? Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of you are the sons of the Messiah, but they know not. Then neither do they understand. Therefore, they walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. And so they will die like men. They will die like men. But they are not supposed to die like men. Lift up your right hand. Say, I refuse to be a mere man. Say, I refuse to be a mere man. Look, when we get to this place of empowerment, we will get to a place where even people who shoot guns, bullets at us, and the bullets cannot, cannot affect us. It's a dimension of spiritual manifestation that God wants to carry us into. But you see, because we have not attained that height, we suffer like other men. When there's a virus, all of us are running for shelter. It was during COVID that I saw that hey, a lot of Christians are, are very good publicists. They were publicizing everything about COVID-19. Full of fear. Spreading fear everywhere. Spreading fear everywhere. It's dangerous. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, it's dangerous. Every old video, they say it's COVID. Did you realize that in the COVID year, all other sicknesses seem to disappear? You never found malaria, cholera disappeared. Hey, hey it's to everything disappeared. Now, oh, and, and it's, what I'm saying is on record. It, the, the, the numbers all seem to look, go down suddenly. It should tell you that there's something happening. Glory to Jesus Christ. Say, I refuse to be afraid. Say, I refuse to be afraid. Say, I know who I am. Say, I'm born of God. Say, God is in me. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Listen, I'm preparing you for the next COVID or maybe that one could be called COVID or whatever. So that when it appears, you are not afraid. You are not afraid. Because it will surely come. Every now and then, I'm a scientist, so I can tell you how there is history, data, so that every now and then, there is a particular pandemic that ravages the earth. Almost every 10 to 15 years, you see a major pandemic that affects the world. I did the study. I did the study. Or a major holocaust or something that affects humanity and affects economies and affects nations and turns the whole world upside down. And so those who are not in charge become pawns of life. They are trade, their lives are traded for those who are rich and powerful. God doesn't want you to be a victim. 
God doesn't want you to do everything. If you are here tonight, it means that God ordered your steps here so that you hear these words. And as you hear these words, if you believe the words, God is going to make a son, a huge, a mature, full-age, blown son who understands how to communicate in the spirit, understands the rules of engagement, understands how to manipulate and monitor things in the realm of the spirit, and cause the world to be submissive to the righteousness of God. To be submitted to the purposes of God. So that the will of God shall be done. It is of vital importance that we understand these things. And I pray that revelation be granted. The sons who are there, they are full of they are of full age in terms of spiritual maturity. They bear the image and the character of the father in them. Romans 8 29, John 14, 8 to 9. They live in God through his spirit. They walk in fellowship with him daily. They use the word and the gifts of God for God's business as mature sons. Why what gives me the boldness to say that is anybody sick here? Come, let me pray for you. You'll be healed. What gives me the boldness? Why can I say such a thing? It's because I have come to a place of understanding of the gifts that I have received. Of the gifts that I have received. Tonight, if anybody is sick over here, you receive healing. If there is no matter what the condition is. Why? Because I have come to a place of awareness. And now awareness produces authority and power and power. There's nobody over here, whether you're a child, a baby, or whatever, who will go with that sickness. I said, God will heal you. My God will heal you. My God will turn that situation around. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is here now. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We are the proof producers. We are the proof producers. We are the proof producers. These are the mature sons. They're mature sons. We are not afraid. Say, I refuse to be afraid. Say, I'm celestial. I'm not terrestrial. Say, I'll preach by heavenly laws. Say, I declare heavenly laws will not hold me in bondage. Say, I will grow in the spirits until I'm mature enough to handle higher things on this earth. Why is that sometimes we pray and we don't get results? We have not matured. Why is that sometimes we believe and it's as though nothing is happening? We have not matured. But if you mature, when Jesus walked the earth, his shadow, all things are possible. All things are possible. Do you realize that Peter's shadow was not healing the sick then? But Peter also matured. And then his also his also shadow began to heal the sick. Telling us that what happened to Jesus can happen to you. When Jesus walked the earth, he walked on water. No, until then, nobody had walked on water before. Peter believed. He also began to walk on water. Telling us that another person can also do it. If you can believe. When he began to sing, Jesus asked him, why did you disbelieve? Why did you doubt? So there was a problem. And then he was not he was saying that it is impossible. He was not saying it is impossible. God is going to work miracles through you. Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm a miracle worker. Say, I'm a miracle worker. Let me wrap this thing up quickly. Now, I told you that these sons, they have meetings every now and then with the father. And at that meeting, their assignments are reviewed and renewed. And they receive empowerment, fortification, to go and face 
the assignments. For instance, as we are gathered here right now, it is not just a discourse of humanity. The Bible tells us that we, are a con- uh, we have come to the gathering of spirits. The gathering of spirits. And God the Father is over here right now. And is instructing us by the Spirit of God. Some of us understand fully what I'm saying. Others are so wondering, what is this book talking about? Others are even in doubt. Say that this thing, this thing is, cannot be real. This thing cannot be real. We are deep various levels. But I see for those who are mature sons, we have come to a place where we are being renewed. We are receiving instructions. Because God is about is doing something on this earth and is looking for vessels that he may use. There's an end time army that is being raised. And out of us, God is raising them. He studied the book of Revelation, chapter 2, chapter 3. He, he gave instructions to the church. He said that those who overcome, meaning not all of them overcome. Not all of them will overcome. Not all of them will overcome. Not all of them will overcome. But there's a remnant among them. There's a remnant in this place that God is empowering you. Next year, by this time, your life will be full of testimonies. You will have produced results, produced proof that this thing is real. I see God raising an army over here. I see God raising proof producers over here. I see sons of God being empowered. Some of you go to your schools and you are going to change situations. You go to your workplaces uh, and you bring things to submission. Uh, you subject them to the authority of Christ. Uh, everything called disobedience uh, to the things of Christ. Uh, I see God empowering a young man over here. I see God empowering a certain lady over here. And you are going to exercise this dominion mandates. The sons of God renew their mandate by a certain word the Holy Ghost gave me. And I think when Reverend Worship was ministering, he said something. He spoke about it in the terms of intimacy. But the Lord kept, I kept hearing the word fellowship. 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 When we have fellowship with the Father, our mandate is renewed. Why is that sometimes it's as though you are so strong spiritually and then you begin to become weak. Check your fellowship. You are not having fellowship with the Lord. And I'm not just talking about praying, Rakapatala, but no. Fellowship is deeper. Fellowship is a concentration of your mind, your heart, your emotions, your entire being in what you are doing. So, fellowship, through what? He mentioned four things. Number one, the word. The fellowship with the word. We need to get to the place of deep meditation. And everybody over here who is looking to become a mature son, you must go into deep meditation. Get the word of God. Eat the word. Drink the word. Let the word get into you. Colossians 3, 16. He says, ah, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, richly. You should get to a place where when they squeeze you, oh, it is the word that comes out. When life beats you when you are coughing you are coughing john 3 16 when you are slapped and you want to cry you are quoting Joel chapter 2 verse 28 let the word dwell in you richly when the word dwells in you oh my god you become unbreakable you become unbreakable when satan manifested to jesus trying to break him what did jesus use the word everything that jesus used in response to satan's status it was the word it was the word because jesus he was full of the word he had fellowship with the word he meditated on the word he let the word of god dwell in him more than social media more than newsletters more than the information of this world the word of god was rich in him it made him an overcomer. 
If we are going to have fellowship with God through the word, you wake up every day, you spend an hour, you spend two hours, you spend three hours with the word of God, telling the Lord, the Lord, open my eyes that I may behold glorious things in your Lord. What made David different is because David prayed the prayer that I just prayed. He went over and took the asking for chicken, and that I mean the asking for goat, and I mean the asking for bull, and I mean they are saying we shouldn't touch people who are menstruating, and that I mean it's so many worrisome rules. But David, whenever he saw the word of God, he said, Thy laws, they are my meditation all day long. He said, Ah, your words, they are sweeter to me than honey in the honeycomb. He saw that there was something deeper and richer in the word. Oh, as he was doing so, he was manifesting 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We all with an open face, beholding in a glass, beholding in a glass the glory of God. We are changed, we are transformed, we are metamorphosed into that same image from glory to glory. You see, as you behold the Father, as you behold the Father in His Word, as you see the Father, He said, I write unto you, fathers, healing. The fathers know, the babies don't know the Father that well. But when you are mature in the Spirit, it means that you have seen, we have understood, we have beheld. He said, That's my God. The, that word of life. He said, ah, our ears heard it. Our eyes saw it. And he said, we looked upon it and we handled it. We handled it. We handled it of the word of life. Oh, when you are hearing the word, it's like what I am saying. It's just information to you. You are recording it. But you move from there. You go deeper. Now you are not just hearing it. You yourself start searching. Now you are looking. You are looking at it. You are seeing it. And then you go further. Let your eyes follow it. Begin to meditate on it. I want to understand this truth better. All of a sudden, you move into the realm of visions. You begin to see the Son of God. Look at David. After he had meditated on the word of God for some time, he said, I saw in the spirit, and the Lord spoke to my Lord. In his meditation, he said, ah, The thoughts of God, they are in my heart. He said, Oh God, your thoughts, they are too many. They are too many. The man could say, Oh God, thou art very great. How can he describe God as great? He had seen God. He had seen God. He had seen God well, by meditation in the word until he got to the place of Ashatiya. Oh, Bashatalaba. Where you now not only are seeing the visions, but you begin to handle it. You begin to handle it. At that point, Bashataya. Oh, demons begin to tremble. This man had been with the Lord. He had been meditating on the word of God in fasting and prayer for some days. And he joined some brothers who were casting out a demon from a certain lady. And they were casting out one hour, two hours. One who go, he's standing, he gets tired. He said, bro, come and continue. Now, this demon be powerful. Now, this demon is too strong. They went three hours, four hours. And it was just somewhere praying. Oh, he could feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost all over him. You see, this man knew who he was. And then they said, ah, brother, since we are here, all of us, we, have, we are exhausted. Even though this is not part of your calling, you can, my God, within three minutes, the demon was gone. Because this man had been with the Lord. He had been with the Lord. The rest of them had heard about the Lord. Job said, I had heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. But now my eyes have seen, and I abhor myself. When you see God, you see you. 
When you see God, you see yourself. Isaiah saw in Isaiah chapter 6, he saw the glory of God. You cannot meet God and remain the same. You cannot see God and remain the same. Something will chip on. It's at that point that you say, ah, I cannot be sick. When you have gotten to that point, you say, ah, I cannot be poor. Rabbi Shatalabaya, Bishop David Oyedepo, he gives a story. One day, he saw how he was suffering financially. And so he said, ah, he began to meditate men of God. Other people had been with God and they are doing very well. What is the secret sin and prayer? As he was reading, he took a book, all oh, written by Kenneth Copeland, into fasting and prayer. Revelation reading and studying the scriptures and meditating. All of a sudden, revelation came to his spirit. He said he turned like a like a, a, a tentable or some that thing. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. And he said, I will never be poor again. That was the beginning of his financial breakthrough. Today, he's one of the wealthiest, not preachers, wealthiest human beings on the face of the earth. Somebody who has a, a hunger in his house, in his backyard. You are not, you are, you are, you are not joking over here. He has a, a he has not one plano planes. He said one day he looked out of his window and parked in his backyard was a helicopter. Say who give monkey banana? Who give monkey banana? Where I came from, nobody can nobody blesses people like that. And me today, I have a helicopter in my backyard. If I want to travel, I can move easily. Why? The man went to the Lord. He saw through meditation. He began to understand the times and the seasons. He began to understand the ways, the laws of the spirit. The reason why we are suffering is because we have not understood the rules of engagement. And so we come to church and we cry a lot in prayer. Lord, remember me. Lord, remember me. But if we understood through meditation who we are, where my people perish for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. He said, because you have rejected knowledge, I have rejected you and I have forsaken your children. Because you lack knowledge. We have to get this generation must arise again. And go. Listen, the way you see me now, this is not how my face was. So I have been changing. And in me, meaning the word of God can have physical, I call it the cosmetic effects of the word. These are things that are not easily understood because they don't inject God's word into myself. I don't remember the last time I took a tablet or took an injection. Oh, no, 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 no. I have replaced certain things in my system. I've replaced certain things in my system. When I have a headache, I hit the back of my head and say, come out, and it comes out of the front. And it goes. And it goes. Why? I'm learning to manipulate the laws of nature by reason of the word. Fellowship through meditation in the word. Fellowship through prayer. Prayer is First Thessalonians 5, is 17. It says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Jesus will wake up a great while before day, and he will go in prayer. No wonder he had authority in the spirit. No wonder he had power operating him. Because the man was a man of prayer. 
Oh, when we are going to bed, the last thing is social media. We wake up in the morning, the first thing is social media. Even in the day, we are so busy, we are not getting time for prayer. Night fire, you have turned on the night fire, and instead of praying the prayer, you are listening to the prayer. Oh, we have to get to the place of prayer. Listen, the eyes of the Lord move to and fro. <laughs> Hallelujah. He think your sins are hidden. They are exposed. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Somebody should come and be saying, come here, come here, you are there. Somebody will be <laughs> And typing fire, fire. You think, you think we don't know you. <laughs> And there will be put emojis, fire, fire, fire. But they are busily watching something else. God have mercy. Place your right hand and say on your head and say, Mercy. Get back to the place of prayer. It's a prayer without season. Listen, my authority in the spirit grew more when I started praying more. Oh, God said Talavrandia. In the place of prayer, you are in a place of deeper fellowship. And, when we, and the Lord spoke to me and he said that not just normal prayer, but prophetic and intercessory prayer. Listen, when we talk about prayer, it's not God, God, I want to get first class in my school. God, God, no, Gasish Mahambalia. Diro fis medaha poronga sita. Dire me kashon de hebrahastiaya. See the spirit of God. Those prayers are not prayer, they are complaints. They are complaints. A, tr- a man of true prayer prays the mind of God. He prays the will of God. The value of heaven is inside him. And he communicates and expresses it through his mouth as it is in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, he said, has been bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, has been loosed in heaven. There is a dimension of prayer which is beyond what we are often seeing. Prayer is uh, an intercourse when you get to that place there are deposits in you like when a man has been with a woman what does he do? he leaves a deposit when the deposit is left there most of the time important begin to grow and before you realize woman catch belly oh I see Holy Ghost giving somebody belly I see Holy Ghost putting somebody's destiny back online I see God bringing a restoration as you get into the place of prayer if you are here and you are doing certain things, be careful. Bella is pathetic apostolic. Glory to you. I don't have to balance between the pastor. It's apostolic. What are you talking about? It is a deposit of destiny. Look, when I walk on the floor, it's with Jesus Christ. Well, I, listen, amen. Do you know everything that happened? The hand of God come upon me and I start prophesying. And all the things that God used me for on that campus, first year in the place of prayer. Oh, and I was praying alone. I'll go all alone after lectures. And I'll go to the park. And I'll go with songs of praise in my spirit. And I enter into a place of prayer. And before long, the Spirit of God comes upon me. Why? Because I was longing for God. I was hungry for God. I wanted to taste God. I wanted to touch God. I know that there's more in God. I said, God, I don't want to just come to this place and be the same. Because of the hunger in my heart. 
God met me. The Spirit of God descended upon me. And then before I realized, I began to prophesy. And I'll be speaking things. And I began to speak about the days that were ahead. Prophecy is the power that controls the future. One of the ways that the Lord put in my meeting is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy. Let me tell you, you can chat your course with your mouth. When the spirit of God comes upon you, he says, son of man, shall these bones live again? He said, oh Lord, thou knowest. Then he said, prophesy to these dry bones. Listen to me. You can change your situation. You can change your world if you can catch the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy. What are you going through? Everything listens and obeys the word of God. Everything submits to the word of God. Prophecy is the word of God upon your lips. Prayer is the word of man to God. Prophecy is the word of God to man. Oh, As you present things to God, learn how to receive things from God and present it to yourself and present it to others and present it to the world. Presented to the world. One man of God got up in the midst of the pandemic and said that the pandemic is over. He said the pandemic is over. Everybody said that no, the numbers are picking up. He said that the pandemic is over. Before long, the systems of the nations of the world started listening to the voice of this man. The pandemic started ending. All of a sudden, the, the, the predictions were failing. Every morning, you wake up and the prediction has failed. The scientists were going mad. Their metrics were being tossed about. There was total chaos. Men, even the, even the, 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 the Every day they have to come and change the information. Listen, I'm a pharmacist, so I was following those information very carefully. Today they'll come and tell us, oh, when you take the vaccine, nothing, will, you, will not, you will not be infected. And then tomorrow they say that, if we didn't say you will not be infected, but even when you're infected, you, it reduces the risk of life-threatening disease. And now that's the narrative that we have ended with. Why? The wisdom of men was failing. He said, I'll call the wise men of the earth together and I'll make them fools. It is a prophecy. Listen, no matter how high you are going, don't get so involved in the ways of men that you lose the way of God. You see, that's why sometimes I'm, I'm worried when you have men of God who are associating with uh, celebrities and politicians and somebody said, oh, I have a ministry to presidents, I have a ministry to politicians. The Bible never spoke about any ministry to politicians. God, you, and when they go and they meet them, they don't preach Jesus to them. They take selfies and photo ops. They meet the president. I, I had one, one honest man of God and he made a public confession. One president visited his church and when he was preaching, he said, I confess. I didn't tell this man about Jesus. I was busily showing him the buildings and the structure that we have been able to raise up. He told you. Did you not know that the Antichrist is going to be a world leader? Probably the one you are causing close to. At the end of the day, your message will be confounded. Will be confounded. As I was praying concerning prophetic eagles communication, the Lord said, I sent a message out there to my servants. There's nobody who has a ministry to men of, uh, to, to, to politicians. So no. If God has called you to preach the gospel, go and preach the gospel and go about doing the lost business. Do the lost business. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Somebody may not be happy with me, but I speak as one authorized by God to speak. Don't be too happy 
When it says, oh, now I'm Dr. So-and-so, Professor So-and-so, Professor. I mean that the thing is amazing. The thing that we are paying to learn. The Lord said that one of these days, listen to me, whatever prediction that they have made concerning your life, that prediction will fail. From you are not going, going to do well. They will see you and they will be amazed. I said they will see you and they will be surprised. The Lord is open. I see students becoming the best in their class. I see businessmen who are rising up and taking their. You are one of those. I see men of God who are empowered and are doing greater things than even politicians. You are one of those. Receive that grace upon your life. I said receive that grace upon your life. I said receive that grace upon your life. As a son of God. Fellowship with the word. The right music. Learn how to sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your house to the Lord. Learn how to go before the Lord. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Do do do. Do do. Didn't say make a joy. If nobody says it's, it's nice, don't worry, it's just you and God. After all, he said make a joyful noise. He didn't say. <laughs> All the choruses put your hand on your head and say, Mercy. Before you realize they are starting plays and things. Amen and amen. But music, the Lord says that learn it. There's something about music, it can romance the soul. It can romance. Because they don't know the word of God. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Because music has an effect. Fellowship with fellow believers. And when I say fellow believers, please be careful of the so called fellow believers. Because some of them are not so believing. Look for somebody who has the right mind, who is on fire and wants to go in the direction of the spirits and walk with that person. Walk with that person. The Lord says, as we begin to do this, our authority in the... Can I tell you something? One of the things that sped up my spiritual maturity was because I chose to fellowship with like-minded believers. When I was in my former church, I had certain friends that I used to uh, fellowship with a lot. But when we meet... I love God. In fact, I was pursuing God. But my friends, when we meet, we'll be talking about the girls in the church. And we're talking about the, the latest mistake that the man of God made in his English. Uh, yeah. In fact, one had at the back of her Bible, she had written all the mistakes that the man of God had made. It's just like when I was used to be in school. There was this one, I went to meet it. I don't know whether it's true or not. But they said that one teacher who was going to say that somebody should cross the road. He said, cancel the road. Cancel the road. Oh, you know that person. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Walking bare-chested. Uh, amen and amen. Hallelujah. It is very powerful. So, these were my friends. But I realized that the hunger in my soul was not being met. So I changed them. I got some other friends, some of them, and some of them were younger than me. But whenever we meet after church, there was a particular junction. We'll be, we'll be there for three hours sharing the word of God, fellowshipping. My spirit started accelerating, accelerating, accelerating. Before long, I had become deeper and more authoritative in the word of God. And now was seeking for spiritual things. Now those who knew me before, now started seeing that ah, our brother is, now, is no longer our brother. He's becoming a man of God. He's becoming a man of God. Why? I spent time with the right people. The Bible says evil company corrupts good character. If you spend time with the wrong people, you lose out on your spiritual death. 
spend time with the right Christians. People who are hungry for God. If you get friends who are always talking about girls, move away from them. Always talking about politics, move away from them. Always their only interest is in Bassa no year, Bassa no year, Bassa Egu, Bassa Egu, Chelsea say, Chelsea say, Man United. Please move from them. Listen, it is not because it is a sin, but we don't have much time. We don't have much time to be playing around. The coming of the Lord is imminent. The reason why I'm preaching this message is because we are getting ready for the rapture. A time is about to come when we'll be magnetized out of this earth. A time is about to come when the Spirit of God will pick those who are ready. Who are ready. Said he that sins to sin no more. Those who are ready. Those who are ready. Those who are ready. Will pick out of the earth. Either before the start of the reign of the Antichrist or somewhere in the middle before total chaos and a great tribulation starts. And after the end of that seven years, the Lord is going to return to this earth with a great company of angels and with the overcomers, those who have been waxed with him into the glory. There will be a city in the clouds. There will be a hanging city. When Jesus comes, he will not come straight to the earth. He will come into the clouds and there, the spirit will be whisking us. That's the rapture. And we'll enter into a heavenly city. There will be a city in the clouds. It will be invisible to men, but it will be there. It will be there. Where we will be there for about three and a half years to about seven years. When the sin of the earth is ripe. And then judgment must come to the Antichrist. The Bible tells us, and the Lord will descend with the cry of an archangel. And he will come upon the same mountain upon which he was lifted. The Bible says when he lands over there, the mountain will split into two. And there, he will defeat the Antichrist. And then he will defeat the beast. He will defeat the false prophets. And then that will be the beginning of the millennium. A thousand years rule upon earth. The earth has not yet been destroyed. Neither has it been perfected. But because of the presence of Jesus and us, the saints, the Bible says that he will be sending us as laws from Jerusalem. And we'll be going. The Bible says that anywhere we go and they do not accept our authority, we have power to call fire from heaven and to punish them with the sword that is from our mouths. We are talking about, now I'm taking you deeper. I'm taking you deeper. I'm now taking you into the visions of the end times. After the even time has ended, and we have entered into the millennium, that around that time, people will grow older. There will be a lot of peace and prosperity. But there will still be sin and a few stubborn ones until so the millennium has come to an end. Then Satan will be aroused from the depths of the abyss. And the Bible says he will go as a lying spirit and he will deceive the nations. And that will be the battle of Armageddon where all the nations will arise and will want to fight the prince of glory. And then there will be great war and that will be the final war where he will destroy all his enemies. And then after that, judgment will come. So those who are dead will rise up. Those who have died in Christ will rise up unto glory. Those who died not believing in Jesus Christ will rise up unto con condemnation. And the Bible says that our death and hell, listen to me, the death that you are saying you are afraid of, itself is not an end to itself. Hell is not the end. 
Hell is bad, but it's not the end. Death and hell will also be punished. The Bible says there will be a lake of fire. Where the lake is, we don't know yet, but we know it will be seen. It was a place of judgment. And hell would deposit all its contents. So if you go to hell and you are in hell, you are automatically going to the lake of fire. Hell will be cast into the lake of fire. Death will also be cast into the lake of fire. Satan and all his cause will be cast into the lake of fire. All those who did not believe in Jesus will also be cast into the lake of fire. All those who denied that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is Lord, they will all be cast into the lake of fire. Final judgments. Judgments upon the earth. And all that are not in Christ will be forever separated from God into eternal torments. This is burning that has no end. Have you ever been beside a, a, a hot kettle and steam is coming out? Did you see how, how, it, how it burns you? How hot it was? The Bible said this is a lake which is burned with fire and brimstone and with sulfur. It is hotter than the hottest fire upon the earth. And this one, there will be no refreshing. With the kettle, you can go under running water and cool yourself. But this one, there will be no cooling. It says for all eternity, all unbelievers, all homosexuals, all lesbians, all other people who have decided to forsake the law we are preaching. Because we want everybody to escape this thing. Escape this thing. Escape this thing. The earth that we know, it shall melt like wax before the Lord. The heavens that we know, new earth. And when that new earth, which is now in righteousness, because this earth is in sin, that's why there's corruption. New everything, except the sun and the moon and the stars. And the Bible says that the bride, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city where we were sent to will descend with beauty into the new earth. Into the new earth. We will descend. So, a lot of them say that we are going to heaven. No, we are going to heaven to come back to the earth. But it will be a new earth. It will be a new earth. A renewed earth. A pure earth. Where there will be no more sin. There will be no more death. Everything will be beautiful for all eternity. We will reign before the Lord. We will reign before the Lord. And now God is getting us ready. Let's get serious with him. Let's get serious with him. But before this comes, he's raising an army of overcomers who show the world that our message, that it's an eternal kingdom and that Jesus is alive, is real. Are you ready? Are you ready? We want to pray. And we are going to pray for just 10 minutes because that's what the time that the Lord is in prayer before the Lord. The Lord spoke to me and he said, A PZ 2022. Is set to be the Shiloh of many that believe. Shiloh, Genesis 49, verse 10, said, Until Shiloh comes, sacrificed, and she received her Samuel. Today, somebody, you are going to receive your Samuel. The Lord spoke to me. At Shiloh, Samuel encountered the Lord and he defined his calling and his ministry. Today, somebody's calling the ministry. There's a definition that is going to come to it. People are going to have encounters right now in the next few minutes. At Shiloh, victory was given to the children of Israel and their inheritance was divided and decided. Joshua chapter 18 and Joshua chapter 19 verse 51. You see it over there. Essentially, Shiloh was a place of decision making. 
and destiny-defining encounters. Samuel, are you ready for an encounter with the Lord? Are you ready for an encounter with the Lord? When you encounter the Lord, definitions come to your life. Direction comes to your life. You are programmed for glory. Everything begins to fall in place. All you need is just that one singular encounter. And the Lord said that we should pray for the next five to ten minutes. And all you are praying is that, Lord, I want to encounter my Shiloh. As we are praying, if you want to walk about, walk about. If you want to kneel somewhere, kneel somewhere. But for the next ten minutes, it's just you and God. You alone with Jesus. That, Lord, tonight, let me encounter my Shiloh. Look at that. I see the angels of the Lord coming here right now. I see the angels of the Lord here right now. Don't look for anybody to excite you. The prayer to me is what I'm giving you. The Father, let me encounter my Shiloh. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray to the Lord. Lift up your voice. Ashilo inheritances are given. Ashilo changes take place. Ashilo people meet the Agbeka. People meet the law. Whatever situation you are going through, Shilo will define the situation. Yes, talk to the Lord right now. We are at Shilo. You are trusting God for your marriage. You are trusting God for your children. You are trusting God for a business. You are trusting God for a job. We are at Shilo right now. Lift up your voice, talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice, talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice, talk to the Lord. Close your eyes, talk to the Lord. We are Chilo. We are here to meet the Father. Oh, what manner of love is this? That we be called the sons of God. It has not yet appeared what we shall be. Oh! But when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Our eyes shall be open. Our eyes will behold the king of glory. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. I'll tell you when to stop praying. But right now, begin to talk to the Lord. Are you hungry for the Lord? Are you thirsty for an encounter? Are you hungry for the Lord? What do you want to encounter? How deep do you want to go? How deep do you want to go? How far in God do you want to go? What level do you want to break from? We are Shiloh right now. We are Shiloh right now. Overcomers have been raised. My God, something has started happening in this room right now. I just sent the presence of the Lord enter this auditorium. Yes, it has started. My God, ushers get ready. It has started. Something is happening in the auditorium right now. People are being set up. There's a stirring from the inside. I am calling out being activated. There's a glory that's being activated. I hear the Lord saying, I am calling out for my sons and my daughters. I am calling them to come higher, to rise higher, to come deeper. There are deeper depths. There are higher heights. There are dimensions to be encountered. Everybody pray right now. We are chill now. We are chill now. We are chill now. We are chill now. We are 
Out of your belly, out of your belly, shall flow rivers, shall flow rivers of power, rivers of life, rivers of glory, rivers. We are the place of rivers. We are the place of rivers. We are the place of rivers. I see destiny is being crafted. I see call is being decided. I see mandates being given. Oh, do you want to see the king? 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 My God, my God. Pray in the spirit right now. Pray in the spirit. Overcomers. Overcomers. Oh. Financiers. Controllers of industry. Controllers of people. Controllers of situations. Oh. oh. We are almost there. We are. Visions are being multiplied. People are coming up higher. The Lord said, Rise up higher, rise up higher. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Daddy, I see you. Daddy, I see you. Daddy, I see you. Demonic strongholds are being destroyed. Satan is being disgraced. This is she. This is Shilo. The Lord said, the spirit of prayer will be here. The Lord said that the spirit of Elijah will be here. The Lord said that the spirit of Elijah will be here. People are getting lighter. The Elijah generation. The Elijah generation. You see them. Hell of the spirit. The spirit of prayer. He said the spirit of Elijah. He said the spirit. You see young people praying. You see old people praying. Rabado Shatata. Spirit of Elijah will be here. People are going to pray like they have never prayed before. Something is going to move on the inside. The spirit of travail. 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 Yeah. It is here now. For I will send for the spirit of Elijah. Before the coming of the Lord. I'll send for the spirit of Elijah. Lift up your voice, pray. Focus on the Holy Ghost and pray. Oh. Rise up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. 
Come up higher. Rise up higher. Come up higher. Rise up higher. Rise up higher. Into your calling. Into your destiny. Into your placement. Rise up higher. Yes. 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 You are rising. 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 Look at them arising. Look at them rising up. Look at them rising up. Look at them rising up. Seventeen people are not the sound of our voice. And the Lord is giving you wings. You are mounting up on wings as an eagle. Yes. The spirit of Elijah. The spirit of Elijah. The spirit of Elijah. My God. Look at the way you are pushing in the spirit. Bad thanks of the Holy Ghost. Bad thanks of prayer. Bad thanks of prayer. Aya. 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 Oh, oh, Look at it. Look at it right now. Bent over in prayer. You cannot help it but pray. You cannot help it but pray. Rabo the realm of visions. Oh, my God is going stronger. Oh.
That is it right now. The spirit of prayer. The spirit of prayer. He said, and I will send for the spirit of Elijah. People are stepping into that waters. The hunger for prayer. The desire for deeper intimacy. That is it right now. This is the Holy Ghost. The ministry of the Holy Ghost. The ministry of the Holy Ghost. The ministry of the Holy Ghost. Ministries are being renewed. The Lord is speaking to you right now. We are in a mountain of voices. You are encountering the voice of the Lord. You will hear from Him. We are in a mountain of voices. Renewal of ministries. Empowerment. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, Yes. 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 All over this room right now. All over this room right now. All over this room right now. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Shall flow rivers of living water. I am seeing young people that are coming under the glory of God. I'm seeing young people, teenagers, that are coming under the power of the Holy Ghost. The Lord said that He's going to use you. Oh. Oh. The devil is being disgraced. Demonic strongholds are being broken. It is time for liberation. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Jesus, lift up your hands. If you can, lift up your hands. But something is happening here. There's a hunger, a passion. There's a labor in the spirits. People are virtually traveling like a woman in labor. A woman in labor. Because there must be a birthing thought. I hear the Lord say that you are at the place of birthing thought. You are at the place of birthing thought. You are at the place of birthing thought. Let that glory be birthed forth. Let that destiny be birthed forth. Santelebriando Koshibahastas. Wow. 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 I see the cloud of the Lord. I just saw a cloud enter into the auditorium. And it is a cloud of his presence. A cloud of power. Now begin to step into it right now. Begin to step into it right now. Begin to step into it right now. And unto whomever the cloud shall come upon, 
they shall become supernaturally empowered. See the spirit of the living God for this end time assignment. There are people that the Lord says that he's anointing you for these end times. Lift up your hands. Thank you, Daddy. Wow. End time empowerment. Come on, take it down. Oh. Oh. You can see. You can see. You can see. Your eyes are being opened. I saw a bunch of eagles taking their place. I saw eagles. I saw eagles. I saw a convocation of eagles. And in the vision that I saw, the eagles were taking their place. And the Lord said that these are prophetic people whose eyes are being opened. I saw the eagles. 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 Rabbi Prophets with sharp visions. Acute and accurate manifestations. Now, begin to take your place. Begin to take your place. My God. My God. Wow. Wow. The Lord is raising up the eagles in this place. And he told me in the vision that he gave me that these are going to be end time prophets with sharp visions. He's going to touch your eyes and your eyes shall see. Acute and accurate manifestations. Father, where are they now? Daddy, where are they now? Yeah. Daddy, where are they now? Receive your calling. Receive your calling. Receive that impact. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. My God. Look at them. Look at it happening right now. You see them now. Receive that impartation. Mashele Vizongradis. Zeman Alavakatazadia. Look at that. Some will begin to feel some burning sensation on their eyes. Oh, something is happening here right now. Yeah. Take it now. 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 Take it. Take it. Ay, 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 ay. The Lord will open your eyes and the Lord will open your ears and you will know the timings and the seasons of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So many things are happening here right now. So many things are happening here right now. Just be focused. Just be focused. Just be focused. There's a visitation of the Lord. Yes. We'll be moving from this session very soon. But the Lord is doing something now. He's doing something now. Now.
That is enough. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. <laughs> it's amazing. But these are the doings of the Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands everywhere if you can. There are three people under the sound of my voice. I just saw rains falling on you. I saw the heavens open over you. And I saw rains falling. I saw rains falling. The Lord said that that is the prophetic anointing I'm reading now. There's a great time pouring over you now. Eagles arise. Let the 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 eagles arise. It's coming like a fire now. Let the eagles arise. Let the eagles arise. Mount up on wings. Mount up on wings. And begin to fly. Begin to soar by the Spirit of God. We give you praise. We give you glory. Encounters, encounters, encounters. Just listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost now. Just listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost now. Ah, my God. I just saw somebody and a trumpet is being given to you now. A trumpet is being given to you now. God, the Lord is giving you a message. A message. A message. A message. A message, a message. I see a distribution of trumpets. A message is being given to you. Masito brehesta la vigaya. Manduli bekatosa bradigash. Mandele bekobra hasta la vigaya. Wow. Receive. 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 Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is a season of renewal and empowerment. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just begin to bless. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Just begin to bless the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Jesus. Yes, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of Jesus. Oh, that is enough. I feel the presence of the Lord. 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 Activations. Activations of the Spirit. Activations of the Spirit. We give you glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.